Hello, everybody. My name is Brian. And my name is Michael. Michael and I, we have a hobby, and our hobby is checking. And since we both share that hobby, when you put the two of us together, we're checking it twice. 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 But what is the it that we check? Well, that it is, in fact, some sort of a Christmas special, an episode of a show, perhaps, or a movie. But in this case, it is indeed an episode, and it is the episode... A Hearth's Warming Tale of My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. And before you say anything about... Season six. Season six, of course. Before you say anything about, really? Are you are you talking about this? Please, it's 2020. <laughs> Get over yourself. I don't even, I don't, I don't even want to address it. If this show wasn't called My Little Pony, if it was just called Magical Friendship Land, it would probably get less of a bad rap just get just get over it yeah i don't think anybody's going to be like what really <laughs> what if if they're on this channel listening to this like hello <laughs> i would i would think that it wouldn't be a big deal but you never know uh, m maybe we'll get some people who are appalled but we shall see uh, a heart swarming tale an episode that once again much like miracle on 34th street it aired uh, not during the Christmas time, not at all, even further away from, from December. It was May 14th, 2016 that this episode premiered. May the 14th be with you. Yes, the May the 14th special. What we got here, this isn't the first time that MLP did a sort of holiday-themed episode. They have this Hearth's Warming Eve holiday established as early as season two. Uh, it's basically their little wintry holiday that they revisit various times throughout the show, but uh, I want to talk about this episode specifically, both because it is a lovely episode, and also because, Michael, you've been going through the show at a very gradual rate, isn't that right? <laughs> yes, slower than another show that has slow episode air dates. Um, Good joke. Because I watched season two, like, live when it happened. Yep. Season three live when it happened, and then I just kind of slowed down after that. Yes, um, yes. And I've I've never just I've never like thought, oh yes, I have dropped the show and had to come back to it. I, I always have been intending to watch it, yeah. But it's just been a slow burn for me. And then when we were deciding to do this, it was like, oh, you're just like eight episodes away from this one. I was like, oh, cool, let's do right. it. That's, that'll be awesome. Exactly. I, I, I have seen the full series, so I knew that you were very close to this. So I highly encouraged you to catch up. Catch up. And get to A Hearth's Warming Tale. And here, as the opening song declares, Hearth's Warming Eve is here once again. Uh, all the songs, yes. Because, Michael, as soon as this started, you said... I said that right before they started singing. Because, like, yes. the, the music, like, started, like... You could tell. Beginning, like, and I was like, yeah. oh, if this is just like a full musical, I'll be like, hype. <laughs> and it was, and I was hype. Yeah. A foundation must be laid that we've had several musical episodes of the show previously. We had uh, the season three finale, of course, Magical Mystery Cure. Which is we good. Had, which, is, which is really good. We had Pinky Pride, the, the Weird Al episode, which is also amazing like arguably the arguably a lot of the best episodes of the show honestly because then you also have the cutie mark crusaders episode the one where they spoiler alert finally get 
They're cutie marks. Crusaders of the Lost Mark. Crusaders of the Lost Mark, exactly. I think that one is my favorite. So I was talking to you about this earlier. As of right now, it is. It's an absolute classic. I mean, honestly, this one's pretty close, though. I love this one. Spoiler alert for my thoughts. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, this episode, all, all, all I'm trying to say is that it really had a tall order, because, like, the, the musical episodes of this show, they're the giants. They are, it's really some of the best, most iconic, memorable episodes of the show, with just really huge standout moments, like, like oftentimes, like, things that totally change the fabric, like Twilight becoming an alicorn, or, yeah, the cutie marker creators getting their cutie marks, or Weird Al showing up, which is bound to change anyone's life. So it's just, it was just, it had a lot to live up to. And it's, it's, it's very good. It's very good. Yeah. So it's basically the way that they do this plot. We're in season six at this point. So I don't know where any of you listeners may be at in terms of the pony verse, but there's this new character, Starlight Glimmer. She was previously an antagonist, ruled over this village in which all ponies were made to be equal. They all had equal signs instead of cutie marks it was a whole thing but they're in the process of reforming her it's kind of like this season is very much about the the reformation of her and her kind of like finding a community amongst the main six she kind of isn't that crazy about heartswarming eve because she's like it's just a day dedicated to presents and candy but twilight twilight oh oh our our good mentor twilight and and her mentor as well tells her that it's about more it's a time to spend with friends and family as you celebrate Equestria's history. And uh, a little history for you about MLP. The the first season two episode is the one when they put on the play where they talk about the history of Hearth's Warming Eve. So Starlight's just like, look, I think, honestly, it's, it's just an excuse for silly songs and fun. It's not a day to remember some old story. Twilight's like, maybe you haven't heard the right one yet. And Starlight recounts that, that first artist warming episode by saying oh yeah well it's the earth ponies the pegasi and unicorns singing songs around a like a hearth to fight back against an eternal winter caused by the mythical windigos everyone knows that story and twilight goes not that one because we're not rebooting that episode we're we're, te- we're we're rebooting a christmas carol instead by charles dickens <laughs> that's what we're doing you definitely kind of picked up on this pretty quickly as well yeah i mean like i literally just watched part of a christmas carol earlier today so it was in my really? mind. Which Christmas Carol were you watching outside of the context of this podcast? I don't know. It was one that was on TV. Ah, uh, one that was on TV. Very good. Very good. Uh, when she's just like kind of being a grouch, I was like, oh, it's Christmas Carol. Let's go. Um, <laughs> because I, I love Christmas Carol. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the start of it's it's really going to be a, a story arc on the Checking It Twice podcast because there may be another Christmas Carol that will visit at some point who's to say it's it's hard to tell we'll, we'll need the the spirit of, of christmas future to really to really christmas yet to come christmas yet to come my apologies no the yet to come sounds so much cooler i'm sorry uh but yes so basically twilight's like i'm gonna tell you a story my favorite holiday story because forget the other one from season two doesn't matter a heartwarming <laughs> tale and it's a story of a powerful unicorn named snowfall frost and snowfall frost much like starlight glimmer seems to not very much enjoy hearth swarming eve and so of course it's that classic vibe where you got these cartoon characters you know and love very much in the tradition of like mickey's christmas carol it is portrayed they're portraying the roles starlight is snowfall you have she has like a little assistant 
uh, Snow Dash, who's played by Rainbow Dash, and, and so on and so forth. And Snowfall Frost is this powerful unicorn, not as powerful as Star Swirl the Bearded, but still very powerful and, and is not in a fan of anything other than doing her magic. Anything else is just a waste of time. So he just, he just discounts the holiday as, like, spreading this silly legend, telling every pony that singing songs and being nice will solve anything. No, you work hard, you learn, and you use your skills to better Equestria. And we get one of several uh, laugh-out-loud gags in the episode, honestly, where she starts kind of, like, doing the classic thing that you see in all these Christmas Carol interpretations letting uh, the the worker go home early. And before she even finishes the sentence, it's Rainbow Dash just, like, leaves immediately. It's very funny. It is very funny. Did you enjoy kind of this old-timey aesthetic, so to speak? You know, typically I don't, but I do I do enjoy, like, it in this context. Like, in, in a Christmassy, like, Christmas Carol-type context, I'm always like, yeah, look at them all. Let's go. Same. Same. Um, like it, it just feels very, it feels very Christmassy. It does. I always worry about a period piece as well, but when it's, when you just slap some Christmas on it, just get, get, get a nice wreath on the door. I'm in. I'm in. Snowfall Frost starts singing her solo, which really affirms the fact, ah, oh, we got our second song. Yep. It's a musical episode singing about how all memories shall fade away. No more shall any pony say happy hearts warming after today. After today. Not after today from a Goofy movie. It would be great if she started singing that. No. She's singing a dark, evil song about how she's going to cast this spell that will stop Hearth's Warming Eve forever. 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 Just in case I didn't make that clear. So, we will occasionally return to the framing device of the episode, which is Twilight and Spike as well, reading uh, Starlight this story, and it's the nice little cute wraparound with, like, commercials and such, and uh, you get some you get some nice little self-aware humor. Starlight's like, I don't think it's very very likable what's happening here. I don't know why someone would, would do something like this. And Spike's just like, this is literally you. Like, this is such a clear analog to who you <laughs> were. Like, not not just who you were, but how, how you're being now. <laughs> this you? <laughs> yeah. This you, yes, yes. He goes, Spike says, this you. Um... <laughs> And and Twilight goes, every pony has their reasons for doing things, even Snowfall. And if we continue the story, we might just find out what they are. And indeed we do, because we meet uh, our first spirit of the night. Because I, I really like the justification for it here. J just everything in general, the whole idea of having a Scrooge character, instead of just like, you know, usually the Scrooge doesn't like Christmas very much, and the bad influence they spread is more just their bad mood. Here it's like literally it's a magic spell that's going to destroy the holiday forever. So in this case, she try even at preparing this spell, uh, the first spirit says, you don't think a spell like that would get by without some powerful forces noticing? You've got our attention, and we've got some pretty strong opinions on this spell of yours. Which sounds a little bit horrifying when you hear it out of context, <laughs> but remember that this is being said by Applejack, so... We're good. Uh, yes, she is the spirit of hearts warming past, Michael. And what did you think of... Because I know you had uh, some some observations about the, the way it was visualized, the journey back to the past. So why don't you talk oh, about yeah, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're flying through the past, and then they, like, circle around a tree. But, like, they circle yeah. around her multiple times, and you see the tree, like, getting younger. I yeah. think it's just... It's so cool, and it's not really something that I've, like, 
scene in terms of like specifically Christmas Carol or kind of in time travel in general. I just thought it looked so cool. I was like, oh, wow, that's really, that's really something. And it's all like fluid and neat. And there's a song too. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good little song. And it, yeah, the, the visuals really suit what the song is about because it's very much, we see the seeds of the past. That's what the song's all about, the seeds of the past. So yeah, we get that classic kind of Christmas Carol scene of uh, really trying hard in school and the professor instilling these values of learning. No time for this, this holiday loving. Stop it. You spend your time learning to become a powerful unicorn. Uh, well, that, that's the thing that's different. Scrooge didn't try to become a unicorn. I wish he did. But yeah. Yeah, the pacing, I mean, also, they have to tell the whole story in a very quick 22 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, like, when we started, there was part of me that was like, it can't be Christmas Carol because there's so much ground to cover. And we're starting like the story like pretty late in the episode. Yeah, we are. And no, like it, it still went all the way through and it did not feel rushed either. That's the power of a musical episode. It truly is. That's about, yeah, about three and a half minutes into the episode that we hit Christmas Carol. But yes, very much the power of a musical episode. Famously, that season three finale, Magical Mystery Cure, the writers really would have loved to have a two-parter, as usual, to close out that season, but they didn't. So songs were really the best way to get through the story in an economic fashion, and that's also the case here, definitely very much, because uh, the spell that this Starlight character is about to cast, or well, Snowfall, rather, it all comes from her past. But once we finish up the past section... Well, we gotta see who's who's gonna be the spirit of hearthswarming present, and you just see a giant present, and I mean, you you just know, like it, it's just right. Just like how Applejack was perfect for, like, oh, okay, yeah, the, you know, the traditional one that makes a lot of sense. This is just like, oh my gosh, in every way, this is perfect, and you could tell how excited they are that they get to do this, because yes. You see that big, big present wrapped up in a box, and then it's that horrifying silhouette, and then reveal, <laughs> yes, it's Binky Pie. <laughs> then we, we start to get that whole kind of discussion again from Starlight about how uh, presents are pointless things that ponies waste their time on. But Pinky says, oh, it's not what the gift is that matters, it's what the gift means. Because Starlight's like, it doesn't mean anything, it's just stuff. But Pinky says there's a meaning behind each and every gift. Sometimes a cupcake means I love you, or a toy means, hi, how are you doing? And sometimes a scarf means, well, a scarf usually means you look cold. That one's easy. And then her spirit uh, of heartwarming presence sense starts going off. Not her pinky sense, as usual, because this isn't, this by no means is Pinkie Pie in the the story that Twilight is reading. It's just, these are very different characters. And because of that sense, that means a song is coming on. And this is probably the song that I listen to the most around the holidays. Just a very nice catchy old timey feel to this and it's uh it's called pinky's present and it's about how the present's always filled with presents large medium and small and it's also just really fitting for her character too since she ushers starlight scrooge into that classic party setting which you usually see in a christmas carol in like the past part but the reason that they put it here is so they clearly so they don't have to have anyone play the Cratchit family because like what who who what characters or main characters are you really going to do and like have them like pair up like you don't have like a Mickey and Minnie 
or a Kermit and Piggy or something in, in this show. So you kind of just want to make it a group setting, like a more of a social setting. And it also better fits the values of friendship, which, of course, this episode is about and obviously the show is about. And yes, the present's always filled with presents. Take a look around. And uh, the song concludes, and this is probably my favorite gag in the episode. The song ends by stating that, singing, that the reason for the holiday is quite easily found and the reason is to be with your friends. And then we have a sharp cut back to Twilight, <laughs> who is implied to have sung this entire song in her pinky impression. And she <laughs> says again, and the reason is to be with your friends. And Tara Strong does her little Pinkie Pie impression. And Starlight's like, you know you're doing your Pinkie Pie voice, right? And Twilight's like, I was not. And Spike laughs. And it's so funny and really cute. I liked it a lot. Oh, yeah. It's it's wonderful. <laughs> we, we really just get a sense of uh, the other characters at the party. And they start talking about this little Snowfrost, Scroogey, Scroogester. And what, what, what are they? Are they saying nice things about, about her, Michael? Not exactly. They don't like her. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. Yeah, well, she said Hearthswarming Eve is just an excuse to party, and we'd all be better off spending time working to make Equestria a better place. And the crowd boos everyone in the room. <laughs> it is boos. a weird way to word it, to have everyone boo. I did laugh. I was like, oh, she just wants to make Equestria a better place. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> well, then they, well, they say, look, I think a perfect Equestria looks a lot like a Hearthswarming Eve party. Because you have to remember, all, all the different kinds of ponies, you, they used to be separate, Michael, and this holiday united them. So you're really gonna you're gonna diss this holiday? It's a little ridiculous. Be respectful to your history, Michael. So what? Of course. What? How was I being disrespectful? How was what being disrespectful? Do I need to teach you a lesson, Michael? Do I need to show you some apparitions? Do you not understand? I mean, if it's in a musical format, please go ahead. <laughs> I don't have a, a a a musical prepared for you, but oh. you know. She wants to stop this holiday, this wonderful holiday, Michael. Do we really? I'll, you know what? I'm going to take you to a section that's really going to prove how terrible it would be if she succeeded in stopping this holiday. Y you think all that, that, that work is going to be better? No, it turns out it's not. We come into the future. Hearts warming yet to come. And you thought, who, who did you think that would be playing this spirit? So originally I was like, it's going to be Twilight. Probably, because all the other, the main six were, like, at the party. But then I was like, eh, like, it's probably Twilight, but it could be Spike. There there, there was that part of my mind. I was like, because I don't know if she would want, like, for herself to be, like, in it. But also they could do jokes about it, and also, like, it'll tie up to what they're doing right now. Anyway, all this to say it was not Twilight. I was wrong. I was very incorrect. Neither Twilight nor Spike were at the party or, or, or in this story whatsoever. And you'd think it would make sense since Twilight, of course, is the one that really sort of spearheaded this uh, redemption arc for Starlight, as we saw in the season five finale. But it is not. It is, in fact, Princess Luna who plays the spirit of Hearthswarming yet to come, which I think you seemed excited about. Oh, yeah, I like Luna a lot. I was really excited yeah. about it because, like... The second she showed up, like, and I saw the hood, I was like, is that Luna? But, like, I didn't even have any good, like... She looks big as Reasoning well. for it. Yeah, she looks big. <laughs> I was also thinking it was, like, half the cast, so, you know. <laughs> this isn't to say, oh, I predicted the My Little Pony Christmas Carol episode. I'm so <laughs> smart. 
Get your badge for predicting the My Little Pony Christmas Carol character reveal a second before it was fully shown. <laughs> Come pick up your badge in the lobby. No, but yeah, the it could have just been Twilight uh, rendering herself as this giant, powerful alicorn. That was another thought. Oh, that would have been really funny. But no, it, it, it is Princess Luna, and she she has a also has a message for Snowfall, and... You know what? It's also through a song. And this is a really cool song, too. This is basically the climax of this episode is a long-awaited, proper Luna solo. We've heard her sing just a little bit, just a little bit before. Not very much. Uh, really, I think only once before this, actually, in the season four finale. I, that's that's all I can think of off the top of my head prior to this. So, this, this was a long time coming. Luna, you know, it feels like sometimes she doesn't really get her due. She was, like, redeemed in the first episode of the show. We didn't see her again until midway through season two. It took a while. She, she basically says, yeah, I mean, the reason we're in this barren-looking wasteland is that you will succeed in erasing the holiday as you wished. The, the cold wind blows through. And, yeah, what do you think of just, like, kind of the visuals of this sequence? Yeah, it, it was kind of what I was expecting because I'm very familiar oh, yeah. with the tail, with the hearth-swarming right. tail. Um, it was kind of, it was a little, like, a little weird seeing it in like you know the my little pony art style and everything because it's like oh everything's kind of dead and gray <laughs> okay it's a little sad well, yeah. <laughs> okay continue please um but you know it's also hype because it's like luna's second <laughs> it's the antithesis of everything the show stands for as it should be this is the it's darkest like that house that is destroyed can. but like luna's singing so i kind of don't care about that <laughs> yeah honestly if what starlight did Got us to the point that Luna is singing. Maybe she should do what she's gonna do. <laughs> Just affirms her decision. You're right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna cast that spell. Thank you. The Windigos are flying around, and Starlight's like, "No, they're not real. It's just a little Philly story." Which is the same thing they say about Luke Skywalker in The Force Awakens. They, they thought he was a little Philly story, but no, he was real, and the Windigos are real, Michael. And these happened around the same time, right? Yeah. J.J. Abrams did not direct this episode. So. Thank God for it. <laughs> yeah, thank, thanks, Celestia, Michael. Thanks, Celestia. <laughs> yeah, dear Princess Celestia, I'm really glad Spike didn't go up in a spaceship and die, but then five seconds later we learned he did not. <laughs> that is a good Rise of Skywalker joke, Michael. Very good. Anyway, let's get to the, the ponies doing Charles Dickens. Please. <laughs> yeah, back to the ponies doing Charles Dickens. <laughs> the, in this classic episode of My Little Pony, the characters reenact J.J. Uh, Abrams' Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's it's just funny because we, we were talking about how in the Netflix episode description, it does literally say, obviously in the episode, Twilight doesn't say, oh, yes, well, we're going to tell Charles Dickens a Christmas carol today because, <laughs> like, it wouldn't exist. But the plot description says that's exactly what they're doing. Um, yeah, so Starlight, obviously, is very remorseful. She doesn't want Equestria to be bathed in a blanket of eternal snow. She didn't see how important Hearthswarming Eve was, Michael. Please, spirit, she hasn't cast the spell yet. Is there still time? She's sorry. And is there still time? I am pleased to announce that there's still time. <laughs> there's still time to fix... What's that game that they're fixing? They, they're, they're giving everyone a refund. <laughs> <laughs> You like that joke? Yeah, I like that joke. Anyway, Pony's doing Christmas Carol. Let's go. Pony's doing Christmas Carol. Um, yeah, so, of course, you get our, your classic Christmas Carol ending. 
I wish she said, you there, Philly, what day is it? We, we don't get that, unfortunately. But we still do get, she runs to the party. I, she hopes she wasn't too late. Yeah, would have been brought Hey, you, what, what's yeah. today? You don't know. Why? It's heartswarming. <laughs> Eve. <laughs> yes, I haven't missed it. Finally, Snowfall concedes that she was wrong about heartswarming Eve. It's not all about singing and presents. The singing and presents are all about celebrating the ponies in our lives. The ponies we should listen to more often are friends. Uh, and, the, and the presents she brought weren't that great. There's a dragon toenail. And she's like, oh, I was, I was in a hurry. Because, like, I mean, she just did it that morning. Not that great. Nobody's ever given Rainbow Dash that gift before. Okay? Well, Ra- well, Rainbow Crash that gift before. It's <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm just saying, she was in a hurry, and, and, and she was a little self-conscious about it, but it ended up working out this time. And you know what? From from that day on, of all the hearthswarming Eve celebrations, Snowfalls was reportedly the hearth's warmingest. <laughs> that, that's exactly where I was hoping you were going to go with it, and then you did. I was like, well, okay, don't really have anything else to, to add on to that. I mean, that's what Twilight said. That's what, that's what it said in the book. I'm just reading the story. You know, out of all the snowfalls in the world, you're the snowy folliest. <laughs> we complete the story. Twilight says, thanks for letting me read it to you. And, you know, you could call it a night, but, like, Spike and I are going to head downstairs to the party. And if you wanted to, you'd be welcome to join us. Which is just really sweet. She doesn't force the friendship upon her, Michael. There's no redemption spell that they once wanted to use on Discord. No, it's just, hey, if you want to join us, you can. If not, no pressure. And, of course... She, she doesn't come downstairs. She goes to sleep. No, she comes down. She goes to sleep to get ready for hard swarming the day, not Eve. <laughs> no, the day, the day, frankly, doesn't matter. It's all about the Eve on this holiday. It finally, Christmas Eve gets its proper representation. It gets yeah, I was going to say, like, it just happens that Eve is part of the name. Yeah. It's not actually yeah. the day before. It just is the day. Well, because they can't say Christmas, but, but they can say Eve. So if they put the word Eve in there, then you know what they're going for. In case the snow wasn't enough, they tell you. In case the snow and Christmas carol and gifts weren't enough. <laughs> exactly. So Starlight comes in. She sings one last song. It's a reprise of the first song with new lyrics. Heartswarming Eve is filled with presents. Some take you by surprise. A story shared by your good friends that makes your spirits rise. Sometimes you just let go of the past. You know, as she had to do, both in real life and in the story. And and by real life, I mean in the canon of the show. <laughs> Enjoy the present while it lasts, and really, it's not that much to ask, with good friends by your side. Um, but yeah, it's, the, it's their favorite date. They're going to party till, till late. Heartswarming Eve is here once again. That's a heartswarming tale. What did you, yeah, you seem to, you seem to enjoy this one, Michael. Uh, you have anything else you want to say about it? Uh, I think it was an awesome episode. I loved the music. I really liked the visuals. I think that the visuals in this episode were, like, stronger than in the previous few in this season. Like, even when Pinkie Pie was just, like, bouncing her head, like, it it turned a little bit, like, it curved downward. Like, instead of just kind of bouncing up and down, it kind of, like, goes left and right. Like, visually, it looks stunning because it's not something that this show or shows like this typically do uh it's another it's a, something that i noticed in the new animaniacs and i was like oh this is so pretty um yeah but yeah i think that they just really took it a step above and beyond for this episode yeah like whenever it's a musical episode as we were saying and look i have to shout out daniel ingram 
for doing the music. Like, always, throughout the whole show. Absolutely. He's a le- we stand a legend. And, you know, it, it, just everything. I feel like when he writes bangers into uh, an episode, like, just everything else about the production also seems to go up. Like, the, the, the writing in general is great. The pacing's really strong. The animation's great. I mean, the, 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 the sets, everything's just so varied. And, yeah, just it's, it's, it goes by really quickly. The quality episode of television is per- it's perhaps the, the most uh, youngest skewing thing we've reviewed yet. And you know what? That's a darn good thing because show, show this to your little fillies. I highly encourage it. That's right. That's a heartwarming tale. And Michael, c- can you care to tell us what tale we'll be discussing on the next episode of Checking It Twice? Yeah, well, the... the- Listen, this package, mm-hmm. it's not fully wrapped. On the bottom, it says Christmas Carol, but I don't know if this is, like, the next gift or just some other get-to-come gift. No, 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 not that not that one, Michael. The one over there, that's that big box, the, the big present that signifies the present because it'll be, oh. you know, the present, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um. No, th- no, this one doesn't have any, like holes or tear it's actually like a perfectly wrapped present i kind of don't want to oh. open it oh you don't want oh no i don't okay, want, i don't so, want to ruin so this i just kind of want it to be here kind of like oh. like a decoration i see you know like what? like a figure like a figurine like an anime figurine why like an anime figurine because you put those up you know you don't take them out of the box oh of course michael of course yeah. wow well if there if there's anything that says anime figurines to me, it's My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Uh, buy them now. Um, but yes. Well, uh, I mean, that, they do that, have the anime figurines. That's what I'm saying. I've, oh, okay. I've seen the pictures, and I, I'm interested in purchasing them, because they look really cool. Like, you gotta get that Sunset Simmer. We stand a legend. Yeah, like, I feel like every few months, everyone's like, Whoa! These exist? And every time yeah. I'm like, ah, they're so expensive, but I want The next time someone reminds me they exist, and I told you this, Michael, the next time someone reminds me, I'm buying the Sunset one. I, I have to. We, we stand <laughs> Sunset. We stand her. Yes, we'll have to talk great. more about MLP in the future. I don't care. The seal's been broken now. I'm, I'm just going to do what I want. I don't care if I'm judged for it. It's not 2011 anymore. I can just, I can just a- a- appreciate this cute little show. I like the horses. It's good. Yeah, I like the horses, too. They make me cry happy tears. Me too, Michael. And with that, uh, I wish every pony a happy hearthswarming eve. Happy hearthswarming eve. And may you enjoy your last hearthswarming eve. (laughs) You don't treat it as if it's your last. Right. No, that's what... Michael, I love that. I was just going to end this on a stupid little gag, but you you flipped the script. I love it. And now the podcast is about 20% cooler. 